Hello there, and welcome to the first episode of the Slickback Kickback Report with Fonz DeFalco. I'm your host, Fonz DeFalco, and thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to the first ever episode. So before I start, I just want to say uh, that there will be timestamps in the description for each episode for what I'll be talking about if you're interested in either a wrestling topic or stuff with uh, gaming. So you're more than welcome to jump from each topic if you want. I'm going to start off with the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view coming up. I'm going to give my predictions for that for each card, for each match on the card, and talking about those matches and seeing who wins and what goes on from there. So the first match I'm going to talk about is really one that you know I've seen probably like 500 times already. It's Braun Strowman versus Baron Corbin. This week it was announced it's going to be a no DQ match. So I mean this, I mean the writing's on the wall if you're if you've been watching Raw for the past couple of weeks that either. Drew McIntyre, Kurt Angle, or somebody's going to interfere in this match and cost someone else the victory. I don't think anyone really looking forward to this match. I mean, I do like Braun Strowman, I do like Baron Corbin, but I just feel like we've seen this so much that at this point, it's like, I don't want to see it again, especially on a pay-per-view like this. Uh, it's going to be a weird finish, probably, because it is a no-DQ stipulation, but I mean, if I had to pick a winner just for the sake of it, I probably would say uh, Braun Strowman, really. Uh, it'll probably Angle will probably help him out there, but... This is really just a match for them, probably just to get their names on the card. Uh, the second match I want to talk about, which I'm looking forward to, but it'll probably be stuck in the pre-show knowing how WWE runs the Cruiserweight division. That's Buddy Murphy versus Akira Tozawa for the Cruiserweight Championship. And since winning the title, there's no doubt that Buddy Murphy is a star. And he's really taken the division to new heights. But, I mean, it just really stinks that they're going to put him on the pre-show and put the whole match itself. It's really going to be a nice startup to the Elimination Chamber. There's going to be no real build here, and I feel like Murphy's just going to probably win. But I, there's nothing really to it, though. I really wish that they can give more effort into the 205 Live brand. But I think if Murphy wins here, there'll probably be a potential call-up down the line. We saw that with Mustafa Ali already. So maybe even after WrestleMania, he'll be either brought up to Raw or SmackDown. But that'll be another probably another podcast down the line talking about potential call-ups after WrestleMania. Uh, the other match you got is Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush versus Finn Balor in a handicap IC title match. I never understand the concept of these because Lashley does have the title. So does that mean if Leo Rush pins Balor, does he win? I mean, that's probably what it's going to be. I mean, that's how the stipulation would work. But I think I think pretty much Bobby Lashley's going to win this one. Um, it really sucks for Balor because Balor is a star and he is a fan favorite. And I wish he got more of a push here. But, I mean, it, with Lashley not really defending his title as much, they want to give him a, probably a successful title defense before he goes on to WrestleMania. So I think Balor will probably push Leo Rush around and destroy him, and then Lashley will just come out of nowhere and pin him for the 1-2-3. I think it'll be just a simple match here, and the handicap is just adding on to have Leo Rush on the card. Um, next, we got in the women's division, it's going to be Ronda Rousey defending a Raw women's title against Ruby Riot. I mean, this is kind of an easy prediction here. I mean, I like Ruby Riot. She is talented, but I just feel if they want to go with the WrestleMania 35 plans of Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey, Rousey's got to retain here. But I think it's just, it's, Ruby Riot's kind of stuck in an awkward spot, and it's kind of an awkward spot going in between the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. I, that, Flair's going to be at the match watching, and I think Lynch's definitely going to get involved. Uh, it should be interesting, I think, Ruby will pull up a fight here, but I think Rousey will end up winning here and holding on to the title until WrestleMania 35. And then the only really tag match, well, only men's tag match on the card is the SmackDown tag champs, The Miz and Shane McMahon versus The Usos. I mean, no one really wanted to see The Miz and McMahon win the titles, but this is kind of just a, uh, a writing on the wall where it's going to be a Miz-McMahon match after a potential breakup. 
Do I think it's going to start here? I don't think so. I think they'll probably get one successful title defense and then lose the title, say, on a upcoming SmackDown show. But I think the tag division needs a complete revamp here. And I mean, the SmackDown division has so many talents with the Usos, New Day, The Bar, Gals and Anderson, Sanity. There's so many potential matches you can see here. And I think, you know, given the titles on Miz and McMahon, it's just, it really, I would say it's kind of a, a waste, but also, I mean, we're just going to end up seeing a match between them two down the line. Who knows how long they're going to even hold the belts for it. But there's no doubt that with the Miz and Usos will definitely put on a great match and McMahon will get his high flying spot. But I mean, there's nothing really going to be crazy here. I think definitely the Miz and McMahon will win. And I can definitely see them losing within the next one or two weeks on SmackDown. So one of the, the first of two Elimination Chamber matches, uh, it's going to be for the inaugural Women's Tag Team Championships. The teams are as follows, Nia Jax and Tamina, uh, Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan, Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose, Sasha Banks and Bayley, Carmella and Naomi, and the Iconics, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. I definitely think this is a long time coming for a Women's Tag Team division. There's so much talent on the roster and Really only having two titles wouldn't be enough, and there's so much potential with making women's tag team wrestling a thing in the WWE, so I think this is a right call. Putting in the Elimination Chamber is kind of interesting. I mean, it might be cluttered in the chamber with 12 people in total in there, but I definitely think there's so many storylines you can build off on here. A lot of people want to see Banks and Bailey win, and I definitely want to see them win, but my pick is going to be Nia Jax and Tamina. They're one of the biggest heels on the roster right now, and having... Jackson to me to eliminate Banks and Bailey say early in the match. That's definitely going to give them a lot of heat. And if they win the titles, it can definitely set up a Banks Bailey like chance to be like, hey, we deserve a shot at those titles. And then come WrestleMania 35, that would be a great match to see because you know Banks and Bailey kind of had a bad 2018, and it would be nice when they get a feel good moment for WrestleMania 35 because they are very popular and they are very talented. So I think Jackson to me to win. They eliminate Banks and Bailey early, and then we'll set up a storyline heading into Mania 35. And the last match, you know, on the card is going to be for the WWE Championship. It's an elimination chamber, so it's Daniel Bryan defending against Randy Orton, Samoa Joe, Jeff Hardy, AJ Styles, and Kofi Kingston. Kingston was a last-minute replacement for Mustafa Ali, who had to deal with multiple legitimate injuries, so he had to be pulled from the event. We want to talk about the gauntlet match on the go-home show of SmackDown. Kofi Kingston was basically the MVP. He lasted over an hour. He pinned the champion, Daniel Bryan. He Pin Jeff Hardy, pin Samoa Joe, and put up a good fight against AJ Styles. I'm a huge fan of Kofi Kingston. He's one of my favorite wrestlers in the WWE, and I really think I really think he deserves a shot to hold the WWE Championship for a little bit. You know, he's been with the company for so long. He's a favorite amongst everybody, and he always performs great matches and is a human highlight reel. And as much as my heart says Kofi's going to win, I think with the character Daniel Bryan has had being like this planet's champion and being vegan and destroying everybody who you know drives SUVs whatever it's funny but I think he's gonna hold on to it heading into Wrestlemania and I don't know where that goes from there but I think for just the sake of this conversation I think Daniel Bryan's gonna definitely just hold on to this title and I, I really think that this is gonna be the potential to be one of the best elimination chamber matches of all time I mean I'm it might be too hard to say just looking at it right now because you know Kingston's gonna perform well Styles is a veteran Orton's a veteran and they both are gonna put on great showings Jeff Hardy is a high flyer Samoa Joe is fantastic i think it's overall the star power is there so i'm definitely excited for that match and that's probably going to be the best match on the card now it, like i've read this now it's only seven matches and it's only uh was it friday february 15th still have a couple days to add a match maybe we'll see a pre-show match here and there because there's no oscar for the smackdown women's titles no r-truth for the united states title there's no revival just won the raw tag team titles and 
you know, everyone's saying where's Seth Rollins, but I think he's dealing with a couple of injuries right now, so I think they're going to hold him off on the show now until, say, when Fastlane and WrestleMania come around. So that's it for the Elimination Chamber predictions. It's a quick card, really. It's only seven matches, but I really think it's going to be fun to watch. You definitely check it out. If you're, if you're a wrestling fan, definitely check it out. If you're not, I mean, definitely the Elimination Chamber match is going to be chaotic, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So the next topic I'm going to talk about is, you know, me being a Knicks fan, it's I'm going to talk about this team for a little bit. It's been a struggle to watch all year. They're 10-47 and 47, heading into All-Star break. They are they are at the bottom, and I mean they are literally at the bottom. They're in clear tank mode, and it was clear they were in tank mode when they traded their best player, Kristaps Porzingis, who didn't play all year. But it was very upsetting to see that because, you know, I did like Porzingis a lot. I thought he was going to be a star in New York. But this is a clear decision that they're going to overhaul this roster and prepare for the summer of 2019 where they're going to have a ton of cap space. You know, they're all in on free agency. Who knows if they're even going to get guys like Kevin Durant, Zion Williamson, if that if the draft follows in their favor, or Kyrie Irving. It's still early to see how that's going to turn out. So, I mean, this is a big risk for them, but it could be even a bigger reward if they do get all those players I just mentioned. But, you know, you can't just build around those three guys, potentially. You also have to look at the players you have on the roster right now. And I'm looking at guys like Dennis Smith Jr., who we got in the Porzingis deal, who I thought we should have drafted in the first place. I mean, he's right now, it's only six games. He averaged 16 points a game. I really like him. I think he's definitely going to be the star point guard going forward. And there's other guys in there, like Kevin Knox, our rookie, 12.5 points a game. He's really good. I'm excited for the potential he can have. The undrafted phenomenon, Alonzo Tier. I mean, I'm a fan of him. All Knicks fans love him because he's undrafted, and we were able to steal him after not getting picked at all. And then another rookie, Mitch Robinson. I mean, I'm a fan of him, too. He only averages six points and four rebounds, but those two blocks a game leads all rookies. And I think there's so much untapped potential with him, and I'm really excited to see what he can bring to the team going forward. And then, of course, you got other guys. I mean, DeAndre Jordan, is he in the long-term plans? I'm not sure. He is. Have, he does have an expiring contract with $22 million left in the in his one-year deal. I mean, could we sign him for a short-term, like, low-end deal? Maybe. Um, but does he want to rebuild at this stage in his career? I'm, I'm not too sure. I mean, it would be nice to get him, at least, uh, just in case for an insurance policy if we can't get any of the other star name free agents. And then another guy I want to keep around is Damian Dotson. He's a second-round, second-round, second-year player. Uh, he's only averaging nine points a game, but I I like him. He's definitely going to be a good bench and role player for us going forward, and he's cheap. You know, a lot of these guys I mentioned are all on rookie deals and cheap deals, so we're going to have a lot of cap space. But it's just very, it's very, uh, man. This we'll just see what happens here. All eyes are just really heading into free agency with this team. And at ten and forty-seven, I mean, this is just straight tank. Let's hope to get the one number one pick. Let's hope the lottery falls in our favor to get the number one overall pick. And let's hope Zion, you know, he probably will leave after one year at Duke. Let's just hope that he leaves and we'll welcome him with open arms in New York. So the other thing I want to talk about is um, just a couple of upcoming games I'm going to be probably getting uh, down the line. Uh, MLB The Show 19 is supposed to be coming out, and I'm excited for that. I mean, one of, that's one of the reasons why I kind of went with getting a PlayStation because there's no other baseball games. I like baseball. The shows are always great games and it's always good their graphics are always good and they always have nice improvements so i'm really excited for that i saw that i saw on the road to the show that's where like you create your own player that you have like you have your own custom room to like create your guy and create your character it's similar to what the old madden's have with the superstar mode and i saw you can like work out your guy and like make him better so i think that's kind of cool they're going into that route you never really saw that with the show and i saw with the gameplay trial they're definitely improving on defensive gameplay i mean with the outfield and and the defensive infield too you kind of saw it was kind of repetitive after a while in the old shows and you see that 
you know, with the, the definitely improvements on that, if your guy is better attribute-wise, it'll be a better chance for you grabbing a ball in the outfield or performing a double play in the infield. And a lot of better decision-making, I think. So that's definitely a nice a little improvement, but I think it definitely helps along the way. And I saw they also have an improved uh, significant hits depending on the player. Like if you're if Bryce Harper is going to have bigger hits than some bench player on, you know, a lower end team. So that's going to be good to see. Uh, another game I'm looking forward to is Division 2. I did get the, well, I did download the beta. And I played it with my friends. And i got to say, I mean, it may look the same at first, but the DC map is incredible. And there's so much to explore there. And I really like it a lot. I noticed, I mean, it was only the beta, but there was already a ton of missions to play off the bat, regular and side missions. And I saw that the enemies are a lot smarter now. You kind of saw in the old one where they were all cluttered together and they're just shooting aimlessly, not really at you. But this one, now they're kind of strategizing on how to attack you and you have to strategize more on how to attack them. But there's no no bugs too, because I know there was a big problem with the first one. Outside of that, there's no major upgrades, but I think it works. You know, you don't need to make a complete overhaul to make a sequel to a game great. If you fix the little things from the first game, I think you're all right. But again, it was only the beta, so there could be plenty of time to improve. They may add some more things, they may not. Who knows? But I'm definitely looking forward to the Division 2, and as well as MLB The Show 19. So like the the last thing I wanted to talk is actually a funny story. So it's about my experience at Apple, because I kind of just wanted to share if I could have the podcast when I share my experience. So yesterday, I brought my I had my phone in my car and I was charging with the car charger and I was driving, you know, doing my thing. And then I unplugged my charger from my phone and then I, whatever, I went to the store and I did what I had to do. And then I went back in my car and I went to plug it back in. I noticed my charger was missing and I saw the piece of the charger got stuck in my phone. I was like, oh, great. This is going to be a pain. Uh, then my mom was like, you know, just go to Verizon or go to Apple. They'll do it in two seconds. I don't think you need to really make an appointment. I'm like, yeah, you don't really have to just go in there and tell them and they'll probably... They have like the tweezers to take it out. They probably dealt with it many times before. So I walk into the Apple store and I tell the guy, I'm like, hey, I don't have an appointment, but I just have a piece of my charger stuck in my phone. Can you, uh, can anyone help me out with this today? He's like, do you have an appointment? And I'm like, no, I, I didn't make an appointment. He goes, and he like, was like, uh, like, he didn't know what to do. He goes, uh, the wait time is approximately an hour and a half, two hours. And I'm like, for what? Because there's like no, nobody in here and he goes, oh, we got to see if the technicians you know what they can do and you know potentially your phone may be broken you know we might have to replace your phone i was like uh, um all right i'll see a technician see what they can do so they so he signed me for an appointment i was like, right, we'll call you when you're ready so i waited in the mall at the apple store for about an hour and a half and two two hours before my name was even mentioned or before they even texted me saying hey we're ready for you so i'm doing so i'm whatever it's i'm on my phone and my phone ends up dead because again i don't have a charger so i don't really have any anything really to do with this crazy how life is it i don't have my phone it's like oh i don't know what to do but no i i, I stay by the apple store and then the guy says to me oh we're our technician is ready for you you can go uh wait over there wait by the stool and we'll get to you so i'm like all right cool so i sit over there and i'm waiting and this is like and now it's like another half hour passes by and uh one of the people that worked at come to me and goes hey how's it going i heard you're uh you're the one with your charger stuck in your phone i'm like yeah uh, is there any way you guys can you know take out that piece and stuff. And he's like, all right, let me see what I can do. He takes his tweezers. He tries to take it. He goes, oh man, that's really jammed in there. Um, we're going to have to bring a technician in and take apart your phone and see what's going on with that. It's like, all right, whatever. So he's like, I will be here shortly. So then another half hour, 40 minutes passes by. So I'm literally, now I'm just like, all right, what the heck is going on? There's not a lot of people in here. There's a lot of people waiting too. And there's only like two people on staff. And I think they're, I think they were understaffed, but who knows? So he finally comes to me, he goes, all right, I see that your phone had the charger stuck in there. I'm going to bring it in the back. I'm going to take it apart and I'll get back to you. I'm like, finally. Okay. 
another half hour goes about, and I'm now I'm like just standing there, like, all right, what is going on here? Because he just brought my phone to the back, and then he comes out and he's helping other people. And every time he comes, he goes, just give it a few more minutes. It's taking time. Give me a few more minutes. And I was like, oh, all right, not a problem. So again, so now we're at the four hour mark of me being in the Apple store. And uh, he finally brings my phone out and he just shows me the piece and he like puts it on the table and goes, this is what was stuck in your phone. And it was all in pieces. And I was like, oh, wow, that's a lot of pieces. And he's like, yeah, we had to take it out slowly. We didn't want the phone to break. And, you know, this is it's all settled now where everything's OK. And I was like, all right, thank you so much. Uh, have a good night. Whatever. I was there until closing. It closed at like 930, 9 o'clock maybe. So I was there really until closing. And so that was just my that was just my random experience at Apple. I just don't know how it takes that long to get a piece of a charger. I mean, I didn't want to do it because I don't have the tweezers for it. I thought they can simply just take it out. I didn't know they had to like take apart the phone and take everything out. I feel like they kind of did that a little bit. It might have been unnecessary, but who knows? Um, no, nah, it's just that was very a, a horrible experience. And my advice to everyone is do not use, do, make sure you put your charger in carefully and don't pull it out like I did. Maybe that was the reason, but, and if you have that problem, uh, then just make sure that you have your whole night and whole day clear to go to the Apple store, because I feel like that was just a really bad experience there. So yeah, that, that was my uh, my little Apple rant, nothing really crazy, just a crazy story how I literally spent that long there. That actually, because yesterday I was going to go, I was going to record this episode, and I thought, all right, I'll do the phone quickly, and I'll come back and I'll start recording editing. So I wasn't able to even do that, because I came home at like 10, 30, 11, I'm like, all right, I'm really too tired for this, I don't feel like recording, if I record, I'm going to you know, fall asleep or whatever. I'm not gonna, it's not gonna be perfect. So I had to, you know, move my whole day around and, you know, because of my, a measly piece of my charger stuck in my phone. And it may be my fault too. You know, maybe you guys are like, all right, this guy's an idiot. Why didn't he, why did he do that in the first place? So that's pretty much, that's pretty much it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, just to recap the Elimination Chamber predictions, talked about my depressing Knicks team, just two games that I'm looking forward to, MLB The Show and The Division 2. And my crazy Apple story, that probably is my fault now that I think about it. <laughs> so yeah, no, this is basically what the episodes are going to be about. Just different topics that come to mind, anything interesting. Uh, when those games come out, I'll definitely be doing more in-depth talk about it on my on my website, FonzDeFalco.com. Maybe even, I'll even talk about it on the podcast. So again, thank you so much for listening to the first episode of the Slick Back Kickback before Fonz DeFalco. It was kind of a, a short one today. Like I said, I really want to, I mean, I did say I want to keep it in the 30 to 45 minute range, but right now it's probably coming at the, a little bit over the 20 minute mark. You know, like I said, I am new to this. I've never really done any of this podcasting before. I've been guest on podcasts, but I never actually hosted my own. So I'm definitely excited for what potential stuff could be coming up. Definitely have a lot of interesting ideas, a lot of guests I want to have on here. But again, thank you so much for listening. Definitely don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to stay updated. Uh, check out my website, FonzDeFalco.com. Uh, you can add me on Twitter at Fonzy, F-O-N-Z-Y DeFalco, where you'll be seeing updates on stuff, on article posts, podcast updates, anything like that. Or if you want to see my hot take on Twitter. So yeah, timestamps are going to be on below. Hope you enjoyed the first episode of Slickback Kickback Report. Have a good day or night. Take care, everyone.